Welcome to Power Your Profits podcast, your friendly guide in bringing your business revenue to the next level. Listen as host Susie Carter hears inspiring stories of success from her fellow entrepreneurs and transformational leaders. Prepare to make significant change to your strategies as they unravel the secrets of building multi-million dollar businesses and the most effective tips on finance, marketing, and sales accountability. If you want to make your first step towards explosive business growth, this is the right podcast for you. Without further ado, here is your host, Susie. If you're tired of questioning your value, exhausted by tire kickers, and tired of losing sleep at night wondering how to make ends meet, you're going to love today's episode because my guest is on fire. How do you have an unfair advantage? How do you turn any breakdown into breakthrough? We're going to give you the seven energy centers for achieving anything you want. I'm excited to share my guest, Sanchin, with you today. He's going to open up a world of possibility for you. Listen. We all want to build a thriving business and we all want to build a seven-figure business. That's what this podcast is about, all about building a seven-figure business. Why be average? 88% of small businesses are hitting $100,000. Okay, 2.5% are hitting that half a million and only 1.7% are hitting that million-dollar mark. So I'm going to talk about today, how do you be that 1%? That's what this whole podcast is about. And the first thing you must understand is why you want to succeed. Understand the real motivator for owning and operating your business. It's so important. Knowing your why can change the course of your business. When you connect emotion to why you want to be successful in business, you become more motivated to achieve your goals. It gives you additional fuel to keep pressing on and pressing towards your goals, especially when you run out of steam and that just happens. That's just business right? The ebbs and the flows and the ups and the down. I've asked thousands of business owners why they want their business. And you know what their answer is? I want more money. I want more time. I want more freedom from nine to five. You have to ask yourself, are you willing to not get paid when the money's tight? Are you willing to make less than some of your team members in the beginning? Are you ready to dedicate yourself to this startup expansion? If the answer is no, then I ask you to rethink what you're committing to. If you know me, you know my why has been my children, right? My first husband, my husband, right? I married him. I was 17 years old, had no business picking a husband, but I didn't know. That's what my dad told me to do. Go get a job, go get a husband. I found myself at 25, divorced, single, no child support, no alimony, no help from my family because my family disowned me. I had to figure out what is my why. My why was if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it was that survival, food, shelter, clothing. Second level was security, but my why was my children. I wanted them to give a better life than I had. I wanted to give them values and teach them how to find an amazing husband and a partner in your life, how to take care of yourself and not have to rely on other people. I wanted to show my two daughters, my two beautiful daughters, how to be a powerful woman in this world and how to be a powerful woman of color in this world. So if you don't know my story, my daughters are African-American and I'm a white woman raising African-American children and there is prejudice all around us. I wanted them to learn. I wanted them to see what it was to be a powerful woman, regardless of your skin, regardless of your age, regardless of your financial economic background. That was my why. And that drove me every single day. That got me out of bed. That got me up. That was the engine. So I want you to think about the following questions and write these answers down. Will you, it will help you gain clarity. It'll help you build a foundation. 
It'll help you build the mission and the overall values of your business. So ask yourself, why do you want to open, have, and expand your business? Why? What are the benefits of having a business? It can't just be about money because money comes and goes. What brings you joy? What's that thing that you would do and do it for free? That's what I started. I started speaking for free. I started speaking just to build my business and realize, oh my God, I love this. This is so fun. It tapped into my higher energy. It tapped into my flow. It tapped into my passion. How does this business use your best skills? What does it contribute to the marketplace and to the world? I believe that your gift from God is your life. Your gift back to God is what do you do with your life? When the business is done and successful, what will it look like? Plan it out in your head. How many team members will you have? Will you have team members? Will you have employees? Will you have independent contractors? How much annual yearly revenue do you want? And how much profit? Because this is all about power your profit. How much profit will you want? The average business has 10%. That's not sexy, right? Let's create something that's unimaginable because we can do it. If you can think it, you can achieve it. How many units will you need to sell? How many trainings will you need to sell? What do you need to sell? What's your vision for the organization? What kind of leader will you be? All these are really important because when you're faced with them, you have to go into that mode. You look at any Olympic athlete, any athlete at all, when there's a hardship or when they're pushing, they don't have to think about pushing. They just push, right? They just perform. That's what I want your business to be. When there's breakdowns, when there's a collapse in the market, when there's economic failure, When there's a hard time, I want you to just get into action. How many customers, how do you want them to feel? How do you want your team members to experience you? So all things are important when you look at building your business, but start with your why. Because when you want to quit and you want to quit, I've wanted to quit so many times. I just want to go to bed and put the covers over my head. And I go, my why is still my children, my grandchildren, my clients. I want to help them. I want to give them the answers I didn't have. I want to pave the road a little bit easier, a little bit brighter to go. It doesn't have to be hard. It has to be systemic. So it should be no surprise that it takes more than thinking about having a successful business to bring it into being. Every great project or business begins with accountability and responsibility. It starts before the fact, not after the fact. Responsibility isn't blame. It isn't shame. It isn't guilt. Responsibility and accountability is a place to stand, a place of truth, a place of responsibility for your actions. It has mediocre individuals run away in frustration and laziness. When you're accountable, people relate to you with a sense of certainty, a sense of pride, knowing you've got their back. How and whom are you going to stay accountable to this week? Got to get a coach. You got to get a tribe. You got to get a community. You got to be have somebody willing to tell you what you don't want to hear, show you what you don't want to see. So you could be the person you knew that you could be. I want you to take action and I want you to take radical action. Don't let this be passive. Don't let this be a great conversation. Do something different. Sanjan Patel is a father, a husband, a philanthropist a functional medicine practice, success coach, speaker, author, and plant medicine advocate. Sanjan is convinced that the doctor of the future is the patient. It's us. He's committed to help other people raise their consciousness, activate their inner doctor, initiate their deepest healing through the use of lifestyle, breathwork, respectful utilization. Sanjan founded the Living Proof Institute, through which he practices and has pioneered the revolutionary approach of patient-centered healthcare. 
He coaches hundreds of practitioners around the world, and they're empowered to deliver affordable and inspired care to their communities through his Perfect Practice Mentorship Program. He's an advocate of transforming the healthcare paradigm, and he has devoted his life to the betterment of healthcare of both his patients and practitioners. Today, Sanchin will give us an amazing gift that he and his wife use called their morning routine. You don't want to miss that. So please help me welcome my friend. I want to share one of my client testimonials. Her name is Diana. And Diana's owned a wellness clinic. And before she came to me, she was stagnant in her sales, stagnant in what she was up to and stagnant in what she was doing. Her and a partner, Eli, were working hard, but not working smart. So putting together, the first thing we did is we got really clear on the why. We got really clear on their numbers. We got really clear on how many sales, the exact same thing I just talked to you about, right? So her service sales, we dramatically increased. We increased her service sales. We increased her effectiveness as a technician. Because look, sometimes you're a technician and you're the owner. And so you have to separate those roles. And so we separated those roles for Diana. Right, We took her effectiveness and we increased her annual sales 300%. I know that sounds airy-fairy, but we took her from 308000 to $1.5 million. That's 300%. And we did it with little tiny incremental moves. We increased her retail sales. We increased her average ticket. That means how much every single customer was coming in from 126 to 180. Her retail sales went from 169 to 242. We increased her base price, what she was charging clients, because every single client, what happened is we were losing money, not consciously, because we all build our pricing based on pulling it out of our hiney, pulling it out of our genius zone. And that's not where we get pricing from. So I want you to know that if Diana can do it, you can do it, right? I share these stories to be an inspiration wherever you are inside of your business to go, what do I need to do in my business? right? Whether you reach out to me, whether you come to one of our trainings, whether you hire me as your coach, what I want you to know is you're not alone because business can be lonely. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that you're here. And I'm so excited that you're serving our community because you are a secret weapon. You've been one of my secret weapons in my health journey, not you particularly, but doctors like you, practitioners like you. And I am an advocate to share with women, men about health and well-being because this is our body. This is our machine. We've got to be at top performance. So share with everyone, who do you serve and what is your magic? Well, first of all, excited to be here and excited to share. And I would say my magic is believing in me more than I believe in anything or anyone else. And that gives me autonomy over my own outcomes. And, you know, one of the things that I've learned over the years is that responsibility is our own. Nobody's coming to save us. People are here to help us, but nobody's coming to save us. We have to be willing to do that for ourselves. And once I kind of learned that for myself, I started teaching others how to do that for themselves as well. So not only do we help, you know, the community at large, we help people take control over their own health. And we also help practitioners take control over their own destiny so that they have the systems and processes in place to become the best version of them and then also help their clients become the best version of themselves as well. I love that. And how do you do that? Well, a variety of different ways. Yeah. (laughs) How do you help us as entrepreneurs stay in that 
take care of ourselves and our well-being. Yeah. So it really, Susie, it starts with a framework, right? And I just help people understand that you'll never create a 10 out of 10 business with six out of 10 health. You'll never be a 10 out of 10 dad or mom or uncle or aunt or son, right? Unless your health is where it needs to be. So it's really important for us to realize that our health is the foundation and the ceiling of what we can create and co-create with the universe and what we can co-create with time. So when we have good amounts of energy, when we have clarity, we have focus, we have mental agility, all of those things help us create the best life that we possibly can. And I know entrepreneurs, especially practitioners who are entrepreneurs, are looking for that 5, 10, 20, 50% edge, not over other people. It's not about being better than others. It's about they're looking for that edge over who they are right now and who they can become. And most of us have a dormant potential that we just really haven't tapped into because we've been so focused on our business. And one of the things that you know we do is we reposition health as part of working on your business, because it's your health that will help you create the best business that you possibly can. So when I go for a walk, you know, some people think of that as focusing on exercise. I think of it as focusing on my business, because when I go for a walk, my creativity increases, my parasympathetic tone increases, my resilience and immune health improves and increases. I have better mental clarity, right? I have better health and I have all the access and ability to the tools that are going to help me become the best version of me. So I look at everything that I do on a daily basis. If I put health first, some people say put God first. And I think one of the ways we put God first is by understanding and taking care of this amazing vessel that we've been given. So in my opinion, working on our health is working on our business. And I look at it like a simple example analogy is like a tree. So many of us are trying to, you know, if you wanted to grow all the branches on a tree, right, what would you do? You would grow the trunk first, right? And if you grow the trunk, then all the branches grow. And in nature, nature's already figured out this pattern. It never tries to grow a branch bigger than it grows the trunk, because if it did, the trunk would split in half. And this is what entrepreneurs do. They try to grow their business bigger than them, their relationships bigger than them. And as a result of that, the tree splits in half. They run into health challenges, emotional challenges, relationship challenges, whatever the case may be, because they weren't working on themselves. So if you want to build the best business, be the best dad, be the best mom, be the greatest contributor to your community, propagate your message far and wide, then it starts by us being in the best, not even shape, but in the best mindset that we can be and in the best health that we can be so that we can get out there and change the world with what we have to offer. And if you're not changing the world, then why are you doing what you're doing, right? Right. I love that. I always say that my gift from God was my life. My gift back to God is what do I do with my life, right? Mm -hmm. What's that conscious conversation I'm having? How am I making a difference? I taught my children that. And I love that you say that health is builds our business because when I'm getting a massage, that's when everything fires and I get all this creative juice and energy unconsciously. I'm not thinking about what I want to do with my business. It just flows and comes. Same thing when I'm exercising, I'm on my Peloton, right? It just flows in to support me. And I'm like, oh, that was a great idea. Like I get into this creative space that I can't get in when I'm sitting at my desk, right? When I'm in the dig 
it doesn't happen. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Sorry to interrupt, but I I get excited talking about this and I apologize in advance if if I jump in because I know that this is your jam, my friend. This is your jam. (laughs) You know, I'm being me really just to pave the way of the conversation. So jump, jump. Okay. So like Steve Jobs, right? Probably the most influential entrepreneur of our life, at least my lifetime. And he would always take his most important meetings during a walk. So that was when he would do his most important work is actually out in nature going for a walk. So you'll find that highly strategic and successful entrepreneurs use nature as a tool to unlock their creativity. Now, without getting into fractal mathematics and all of these things, your brain is a fractal structure and nature is a fractal structure and tapestry of information. So you literally activate parts of your brain that are impossible to activate by staring at a flat screen. There's mathematical, biological principles that help us become more creative by simply spending more time outside. Another example for entrepreneurs, I mean, if you're listening to this, let me guess, you probably want more motivation, you probably want more focus, and you probably want to feel a sense of reward that doesn't require you sabotaging yourself. Right. All that has to do with is dopamine. Dopamine is our neurotransmitter that helps us actually be feel motivated and inspired. It's a neurotransmitter that helps us stay focused on a task, and it's the neurotransmitter that helps us feel a sense of reward. Things that raise dopamine, alcohol, cigarettes, sweets, fatty foods, porn, things that are sabotaging to us living our best lives, we can actually increase dopamine production by getting sunlight first thing in the morning. 10 minutes in the morning increases dopamine. This Mm -hmm. is why even children who walk to school will have better focus, motivation, clarity, and reward because they walk to school and they didn't know it, but they were increasing their dopamine levels because they were outdoors. You drive your kids to school, they're sitting inside your car, they're probably going to have attention-related issues and not be able to focus because they're not making the chemistry in their body in order for them to be able to do that. Some people do this with drugs, some people do this with supplements, but you can do it absolutely free by getting sunlight first thing in the morning. So what we help people do is we help them unlock entrepreneurs and our patients, we help them unlock the tools that are already within them and teach them how to use them and intervene using as passive as modalities as we possibly can. So even if you love to check your phone first thing in the morning, go check it outside. Yes. And guess what? You're going to increase dopamine instead of depleting it first thing in the morning by jumping on your phone. That's so funny because I love to go sit in my backyard and have my coffee. It just starts my day off right. I didn't know any scientific background, but I get out of the house, I go, I have my coffee, and then I get or tea, whatever, and then I can go work out and go, okay, I'm centered, I'm focused, I'm ready. If I miss that, then I just, my wagon is dragging all day long. I'm just like, oh, and I've never really put the two together. I know I love that time, right? I love watching, you know, I, I've got a vacation home. We're right on the river. So I love watching the nature and the river flow and the birds and just all that, that beauty that you know, I don't have when I'm in the city, right? I have a, it's got concrete. I've got a beautiful backyard, beautiful pool, but it's all concrete, really. So I love all the connection. You know, Jim Bunch really talks about your environment and how powerful it is to be in nature and getting your feet in the sand or feet in the grass and getting grounded. So that's juicy. I love just the scientific because there's so many people naysayers like 
And I love it when my clients are like, well, where's the data? Where's the facts? Okay, I'll bring you the data and the facts. <laughs> so <laughs> we got all kinds of people in our community. So I love you bringing data and facts. And then the woo-woo people, you know, we're talking to them, which I'm a creative. So I love, I love all of it, right? I've been trained to look at the data and the facts. So, so many people, Sanchin, are, are struggling right now because of the economy. And it always goes up and down, right? The, it doesn't matter what the issue is. There's always something. So how have you stayed focused and action and growing inside of this terminal? Because your business is growing, right? I've, you know, we have a really close friend and we were just talking. That's how we got connected. And he's like, oh, you've got to meet an amazing business owner, amazing man. And so how are you staying in action? What's your secret sauce to stay in action and keep growing? Well, I mean, I guess the greatest kept secrets are in books, right? Because people don't read as much these days. You're not going to find the secrets on TV. You might find them in podcasts and interviews like this. For me, what I realized many years ago is if I can tap into timeless wisdom that was relevant hundreds or thousands of years ago, probably, if not uh, certainly guaranteed to be relevant 2,000 years from now. So what I did is I built my business around an ancient Hindu scripture called the Bhagavad Gita. And the Bhagavad Gita is referred, it translates literally to the song of God. And it's a conversation between Arjun, who represents humanity, and Krishna, who represents the Godhead. It's a conversation between them on how to live your life. So I decided that I did not want to build a business, did not want to create a life that wasn't wrapped around these principles. You'll find some of these principles in other ancient scripture, like you'll find in the Bible, you might find in the Quran, you might find it in Tao Te Ching. These are foundational ancient truths that we can build a life around and then we can build a business around that. So I haven't had to change a single thing. I haven't had to change my health routine in light of the pandemic. I haven't had to change my business principles in light of the pandemic because we were applying timeless principles that are pandemic proof, that are throw whatever you want at us proof because they are principles that have withstood the test of time. So I'm not doing the latest, you know, certain things we're going to tap into the latest technology, right? Or the latest marketing techniques because new and new marketing techniques are available to us, new platforms are available and things like that. But we apply timeless wisdom. Timeless wisdom in this case is the seven energy centers in your business. The first one is relationship capital, right? What are you doing to double down on relationship capital? People who know, love, trust, and respect you. And how are you building and deepening those relationships? The next one is marketing and messaging. Marketing and messaging all along in my business, whether it's our practitioner programs or whether it's our patient programs, has always been, nobody's coming to save you. You've <laughs> got to save yourself. The doctor of the future is the patient, right? Actually leaned into that even more because people are starting to realize, yeah, hey, the medical system has nothing for me right now. Right. There's nothing it can do for me. And I've been saying that for many, many years. And I've been saying that the medical system is going to implode. We don't have to kill it. It's going to implode and destroy itself. And that's what's happening right now as well. When people are sick, the medical system explodes or implodes. And when people are healthy, the same system crashes and burns, right? So we have a system that is not sustainable and is teetering and tottering on a very, very small fulcrum. And we see that happening right now. So for us, you know, the first one, Energy Center is relationship capital, then messaging and marketing. Is your messaging clear? Is your messaging timeless? Okay. Uh, the next one is sales, right? Do we have an effective process to move people to make a decision? And are we marketing to them and messaging to them correctly based where they are in the funnel? 
if it's top of funnel, middle of funnel or bottom of funnel, does your messaging and marketing and communication to them relate to where they are in that funnel? And then we have program delivery, right? Are you delivering programs that actually produce a result, right? That produce an outcome for people that's measurable, that's quantifiable. So one of the things that we've done, Susie, is we've implemented wearable technology in our program. So all of our doctors that we train get an aura ring and all of our patients get an aura ring so we can measure the outcomes that we're helping our clients achieve, which then goes beyond just the subjective reporting of, hey, I feel better. Hey, this works. We have scientific hard data that demonstrates that this works. So we're appealing our message to all four different personality types on the DISC score. The dominants who just want the bottom line, the I's who want a community and want to have fun and want to connect with others, the C's who are conscientious and very critical buyers and who need testimonials, proof and process, and the people who are S's who need stability, support and structure. So our messaging and our sales process articulates that to them. Our programs deliver that to them. And then you have, once you have program delivery, you have over delivery. How do you over deliver? How do you go above and beyond? How do you blow people's expectations out of the water? And how do you get them to not just talk about you, but how do you get it so they can't help but talk about you? And then you have raving fans, people who are telling everyone about you, right? You're the talk of their dinner uh, table conversations. You're the talk at the party. And then how do you then turn those people into ambassadors? And ambassadors are people who've created basically a permanent shift as a result of working with you. And now you have a lifetime either customer or a lifetime promoter of what it is that you do. So those are the seven energy centers that we continue to focus on and uh, put our efforts into. And we always start at the top, right? Work your way from the top down. Make sure you're leveraging that relationship capital as best you can. In fact, that's how we met, right? Is through relationship capital that we both had and somebody connected us. And guess what? That's going to put us both in a position to get to know each other, but also support each other's work and share what we're doing with our respective audiences. So do more of that, right? There's no amount of money. Time can buy relationship capital. Money can't buy relationship capital. So make sure that you're starting at the top and then working your way through those energy centers is the best advice. So I got four. So was do five, six, and seven, because I wrote them down, but I don't think I put numbers to them and I'm creative. So I'm sure, sure. I'm a little ADD on my way. I got four, which was program delivery, right? So we have uh, relationship capital, marketing message, sales, program delivery. And then over delivery. So program over delivery is five. Number six. Rating fans. Okay. Six. And then ambassadors. And then ambassadors. Okay. We just didn't say the number. I'm like, wait, did I miss it? I was like, this is so good. I want to make sure. I always take notes because I'm, you know, it helps me retain it. And your your expertise is valuable. Listen, I'm just not interviewing to interview. I'm, I'm interviewing badass business people who are helping me learn, helping me grow my business, right? To go, let's work in compliment versus competition. That's the funnest way to do business, mm-hmm. right? And I always tell my students that, listen, it doesn't have to be hard. It has to be systemic. Right. And I love that you said we just kind of pivoted with what we needed to do. We didn't throw the baby out with the bathwater and try to get on the next greatest thing because you built it on a business and you built it on a system and you built it on these pillars. Right. It's so simple, hard to do. Right. (laughs) You got to be disciplined. You got to be responsible. You got to be committed. So (laughs) people get like, well, I can't do it. Well, just do the work. (laughs) Simple and easy are two different things. People get those confused. Two different things. Okay. 
So we all learn from your achievements, but I find that I learn more from my breakdowns. I always say the bigger you play, the bigger the breakdown. Some people call them failures. I call them learning lessons. So what would you say your biggest breakdown, your biggest failure was, and then what did you learn from that failure? Hmm. You know, I would say like the biggest lesson I've learned. So I'll, I'll reverse engineer the answer to this. So the, the greatest lesson I learned was a result of, of actually somebody else's failure. And, but it taught me something really, really important. So when I, before I started my business, I was working for a company. I helped them build two of their most successful, most profitable, highest revenue generating practices. And they started, you know, kind of making bad business decisions, good people, bad choices probably happened to some people who are listening to this. And it turns out that I got left holding the bag and they owed me $60,000. As a result of that, having other personal situations going on, my wife was basically uh, had an emergency hysterectomy when my son was born. Parents lost their business, moved in with me. And here I am working my tail off, missing the best years of my son's life, trying to be there as best as I can for my wife, and then having to feed five mouths as my parents living with me. I was under tremendous amounts of financial pressure, but on paper, I was making good money because I was doing all the right things. And so, you know, I failed perhaps by trusting too much and not listening to that spider sense in me. It was telling me, listen, this is not going to end well. And I literally had to walk away from the money. So I had an option, came to a fork in the road where I could chase these guys down and, and try to get this money out of them, or I could just you know, just realize that money is just energy. Right. And if I've earned this money, it will find its way to me. And so my focus then became, how do I just keep doing good? How do I stay true to who I am instead of diverting all that energy to try to get this money from these people, right? For me, I realized it would probably be easier for me to get 24 people to pay me $2,500 than it would be for me to get one person to make, pay me $60,000. Right. So I did the math, I did the energetic calculations, and I realized that's probably easier. So I'm going to focus there. And after having done that, I'll have actually built something versus if you just handed me $60,000, but I didn't build a business or I didn't build a process or I didn't build systems, then all I'd have is $60,000. Right. But if that same energy was directed elsewhere, then I could actually create something, build something earn that money back and and then have something to actually show for it beyond that. So that's the path that I chose to go down. It's been uh, amazing because the lessons I learned along the way put me in a position of being empathetic towards these individuals, right? Because I realized it's not easy to grow your own business, right? I learned some things the hard way in that regard. And I also learned that hey, I don't want to do this to them. So how do they fail me so I don't fail others? And thankfully, I've I have no debt in my business, never have. We've been profitable every single month and we continue to help and support the practitioners. Our businesses continue to grow. I have never had to like not been in a position where I can't pay my employees. So it taught me so much to allow me to be more empathetic towards you know other business owners, but then also create a, a system and a process that never puts me in a position to do that to others. That really reiterates there's money all around you, right? I always tell my students, there's money all around you, right? You're looking at this one piece, which you were saying, I could do that 60 grand or let me look over here to go, what else can I create? What other value can I bring versus taking up this energy that's just going to suck you dry, which is delicious. Yeah. 
And trust me, I was getting a lot of pressure, like my mom, especially, right? Like I love her to life. And I would say that, you know, she's more scarcity minded versus abundance minded. And you could see sometimes how that shows up in your life, right? Yes. And bless her heart. But she was like, hey, you should go after this. You earn this money. You should go get it. I'm like, I didn't say I didn't earn it. Right. right? By I'm actually trusting that I've earned it. Right. By actually putting myself out there and then allowing it to flow in my direction. So that's exactly what happened. And I didn't have to hold that negative energy either. Yeah. Which it's like that burning coal, right? You're holding that burning coal, expecting somebody else to get burnt and it's like melting through your hand. So it allowed me to have a positive mental outlook. It allowed me to stay in a trusting place and not have to go down that rabbit hole of negativity, negative energy. And then I knew what was going to happen. They were just going to file bankruptcy and then I would never see a penny of it. And I would have devoted all that energy and opportunity costs, you know, to that as well. So that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned along the way. I love that because it leaves your dignity intact, right? And to Mm -hmm. go, that's their karma. That's whatever happens, happens over there, happens over there, right? All money is not good money, right? Quit chasing money. You don't chase money. Money comes, money flows. I love that you say money's an energy, you know, that because people need to hear that and know that it's not just me because people are like, how is that? Susie? I keep bringing those words in my head. Money's all around me, but I'm not seeing it. I'm like, cause you saying you're not seeing it. <laughs> you're blocking yeah. the energy flow. <laughs> <laughs> There's a concept that I'm sure you say something like this as well. We call it karmic currency. Mm-hmm. So karmic currency is the currency that we can cash in by doing one of two things, gratitude and awareness. Mm-hmm. So there are certain things that we all know money can't buy, right? Money can't buy that parking spot in the rain. Money can't buy somebody holding that door open for you at the right time. Money can't buy somebody introducing you to the right person at the right time. Those are all what I call karmic, you know, cash-ins. So I'm always cashing in karmic currency. So I'm always looking for good around me because then that reinforces that I'm on the right track. So I'm catching the green lights. I'm not getting caught in the rain, not getting stuck in traffic. The right doors are opening up for me. I'm in a state of flow, right? The right circumstances are showing up. The right people like yourself are showing up in my life, right? right? So that's how you cash in that karmic currency. But if you're looking for it to show up in your bank account, and that's the only way you measure your success, you will be miserable as a human being. And you'll be absolutely miserable as an entrepreneur because sometimes the work that you put out there isn't going to reflect in the bank account right. immediately. It might show up down the road, Yes. Right. Because we're investing and we're waiting for those dividends to pay off, but the karmic currency shows up right away. So this allows me to continue to do good in the world without having to be so attached to a number in a bank account. And in fact, some people might cringe at this very thought. I didn't even look in my bank account. I still don't know how much money's in my I know that we do well, but there's I'm not like checking my bank account every day to see how much money's in there. I know me either. Right. And it just flows. Right. (laughs) It just comes in. Right. I manage my books. I manage my bills. I manage everything. And then I have on my board what I'm supposed to do. And I stay in action to what I'm supposed to do. Like you, the seven things I'm pretty similar, right? Exactly. I do these things. If I do these things, the money flows. Right. Right. And if whether there's zero dollars in there or a billion dollars in there, it's not going to change those timeless principles. So oh, I and the minute started. I hang on to it, the minute I start stressing about it, my energy goes down, I get grumpy, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sad dogging it, I just want to go to bed. I'm like, okay, snap out of it. What are you doing? That's never been your winning formula. Your winning formula is, like you said, do good in the world, go contribute to my students, go contribute to my clients, go contribute to my family, 
and then it comes back tenfold. Now, I think the distinction is people go, but I'm doing things. Okay, but are you doing the right things, the highest income producing activities that's going to yield you that? I'm doing those every single day and Mm -hmm. delegating the rest because my busyness and your busyness can keep you away from financial prosperity. And it, it all has to work to keep doing the work we need to do in the world. I think that's where people get distracted is I've got to keep doing the things or I can't make my difference. I can't help the people that I want to help, right? Because we all would do this for free, but we have mortgages and we have children and we've got spouses and we've got responsibilities and that all has to be taken care of inside that. Yeah, absolutely. And and people confuse busyness with business. And sometimes there's an overlap, but a lot of times you might be stuck doing things that are not leveraging you the best that you can be. Yes. I love it. So if you could be remembered for one thing, Sanjin, what would that be? Hmm. If I could be remembered for one thing, it would be that I try to sell people on themselves mm-hmm. instead of selling themselves on me. Because if I sell you on you, that will outlive me. And yeah. you will believe in you. You will believe in your body. You will believe in your capacity that you have to be the best version of you. And I would love to be remembered for that, for helping people find that most prosperous, most authentic version of themselves, most passionate version of themselves that does the best in the world. Yes, I love that. I love that. I could listen to you every day. You geek me out. I'm like, yes, yes. (laughs) What's one question you wish I would have asked you? Like, what do we need to know that you'd know is on your heart, on your soul that we need to hear as entrepreneurs, growing businesses, managing families, managing life, you know, inside of the current reality, what's one thing you wish we could have, I could have asked you? Yeah. You know what? I would say that there's a skill or a, a way of life that I think that we should all try to work towards. And to me, that's stoicism. Another word for it is equanimity. So equanimity is where we stay stable in whatever the situation is. So life is going to have its ups and downs. There's no straight lines in nature. There's no straight rivers. Only humans make straight canals, right? But if we can stay in a state of equanimity and stoicism, then we're never too excited and we're never too sad. And that type of way of life creates resilience in whatever the situation may be. And there's ways that we can do that and and create more of that. And the best way to do that is actually through regulating our nervous system. And when we regulate our nervous system, we stay in what we call a parasympathetic state, where in our most creative brain, where we're in the part of our brain that makes us human, that helps us problem solve, that helps us troubleshoot, find answers. But when we're overly excited one way or the other, we get out of that part of our brain. And then we start reacting to situations instead of responding to situations. Mm. So practicing meditation, mindfulness, stoicism, equanimity, those are things that you know I try to encourage my clients to be focused on. And it's okay to celebrate, right? But you also have to make sure that the mountains are what create the valleys and the valleys are what create the mountains. So if we can stay stable, then we're going to be much more pleasant to be around. <laughs> and we're also going to just kind of keep our head down and do the work, if you will. So yeah, well, I think in business, you're trying to get it like this. And that's not real, right? When you're like this in the hospital, like that straight line, you're dead, right? They're doing mm-hmm. CPR. Let's not buy real estate when you're in that valley, right? Don't stay there. Don't camp there. Don't go, okay, this is a moment, right? This is a season. Even if that season's years, like I lost 
90% of my wealth in 2007. Like that was a season that was hard. But if I didn't do this work, and when I say this work, I mean the work that you're talking about. If I didn't surround myself with experts like you, if I didn't surround myself with people that could pull me out, because I couldn't do it myself. I had to have a tribe and a community that could pull me out to feel like my head is above water because I felt like I was drowning inside of, you know, the reality of what was going on. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to hold the chaos and hold possibility simultaneously because there is, it happens, right? So what I love is I could listen to you every morning. And so you do have something fun for us. You're giving a gift away to our tribe, our community. You're being very generous. So do you want to share with people what your gift is? Yeah, sure. I mean, what I decided to share that I thought would be really powerful is my morning routine. So my wife and I have a morning routine that we practice and it's ways to activate your energy centers. It's ways to activate your mind, to activate your heart. And it's less than 30 minutes and it's things that you're probably already doing, but we just show you and teach you how to do them a little bit more consciously. So there's movement in there. There's some breathing in there. There's some mindsetting in there. And uh, for entrepreneurs, this is a great place for them to start their day so that they could show up as the best version of them. Josie, right? It's all the little things that we do that get us to the finish line. Sanchen, thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you for who you are in the world. Thank you for being here, serving us and our tribe and our community. I can't wait to play more together, right? You are our tribe. Our tribe is going to love you. They're going to eat you up like a big juicy popsicle. So thank you for your time and energy. And we're blessed to have you. Thank you, Susie. It's been an honor. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. That's it for today's episode. Head over to PowerYourProfitPodcast.com and subscribe to the show. When you subscribe, you'll instantly get my special gift, Bullet Train to Big Profits, my secret weapon. It's an ebook of understanding how you're going to get your millions. Let's take that piece of pie for you. I'm so excited. It's so juicy. Thank you for being here. Remember wealth is your birthright. It's not for some of us. It's for all of us. Join us for a bite size of transformational content to increase your personal wealth and your business growth. I'm about holistic success, not just financial wealth. It is a 360 degree experience. Find my name on all social media handles, Susie Carter, C-A-R-D, as in dinero and dollar E-R. I encourage you to write a review and rate this episode. Let's show Sanchin some love. Make sure you download that episode. Make sure you download his free gift for every review you write. Listen, I'm going to have a game. Every review you write, your name will go into a drawing to win a VIP day with me. So if money's your issue, look, just start referring. Just start writing. Just have people come, right? Take a selfie with your review. Tag me at Susie Carter on all social platforms and let me help you be that next millionaire. That's PowerYourProfitsPodcast.com. And don't forget to grab an exclusive invitation to our masterclasses, which are free to help you build the business of your dreams. Remember, you're in business for yourself, not by yourself. I am your profit coach. I'm Susie Carter, and I'm your sister in the journey. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Power Your Profits Podcast. Let these building blocks from today's most successful industry leaders equip you with the necessary resources and tools to finally establish the highly profitable business of your dreams. Want to hear more? Listen to more episodes at https colon double slash poweryourprofitspodcast.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. Now is your time to rise to the top of your game. So be sure to catch our next episode. Until next time.